Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for downloading these podcasts. The Intelligent Medicine Podcasts are available free to you. Isn't that great? You can download them at any time. You don't have many commercial breaks. Breaks from our sponsors, a word from our sponsors, but that's what helped bring this to you for free. If you'd like to subscribe to the newsletter, the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, you may do so. Go to drhoffman.com and subscribe. All we need is your email and you'll get the Intelligent Medicine newsletter weekly in your in your email. Check your spam if you're not receiving it. Check there. Check your junk mail, your spam mail, in case it's showing up there when it shouldn't. And you'll get it around Wednesday, Thursday of every week. And it's free. You can unsubscribe at any time. If you would like to Send me, if you'd like to email me, questions that you'd like to hear me take a deep dive on here on Layla Ways In, you may do so. Radioprogram at AOL.com is the email. Radioprogram at AOL.com. I'd like to talk to you today about exposure to toxicants and the human health effects I'm talking particularly exposure to pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides. You know, the stuff you're using on your lawn, your backyard, the stuff you're eating from your produce, the stuff you're eating when you're eating commercial meat, commercial beef, chicken, all that, because you know, All of their feed and stuff is also sprayed with these herbicides, insecticides, pesticides, not just the produce. It's great that you're buying organic produce. That's wonderful. And buying locally grown. Even if your local farmer doesn't have organic status, talk to your local farmers. Talk to them at the farmer's markets and ask them what their growing methods are, what they use. They'll tell you. And they'll tell you that they're not spraying their strawberries with pesticides, right? So 
It's one thing to look for the USDA organic label. Yes, that is absolutely helpful. But also talk to your local farmers. It could take years to establish a USDA organic status. It can be hard to come by. But the more local and clean that you're able to eat, the more organic that you're able to eat, the better off you are. The same goes for your animal protein sources and your fish. You know, let's talk about seafood for a moment. You want to get what's sustainable, but you also don't, you want to stay away from farm-raised unless it's organic farm-raised. That would be different. If you're having trouble finding or affording wild Alaskan salmon, that might be more like it, affording wild Alaskan salmon, you may opt for organic farm-raised salmon. When you're just opting for the regular Atlantic salmon or the Scottish or Norwegian salmon farm-raised, not organic, it can still be kind of dirty. That's what we're talking about. But let's talk about exposure to pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides and their impact on human health. Pesticides in a wide variety of other chemicals, they persist in the environment, and they do make their way into our everyday lives. They do. Whether you're breathing it in, you know, it could be the, the building that you work in, it could be where you live, the stuff you're using in your own house if you have pests or anything like that. While the concept that toxicants accumulate in the body and are the cause of various health problems has long been a fundamental tenet of traditional healthcare systems around the world, researchers have learned a great deal in recent years about how toxicants affect the human population, where they originate, and how to improve our ability to detoxify in a toxic world. How can we help everyone manage the health risks of exposure to these substances? So about pesticides, in the last half of the last century, worldwide pesticide production, are you sitting down for this? Worldwide pesticide production increased at a rate of about 11% per year from 0.2 million tons in the 1950s to more than 5 million tons in the year 2000. What's more, it's estimated that only 0.1% of applied pesticides reach the target pests, leaving the vast majority of chemicals, 99.9% .9 of those chemicals, to linger in the environment. So they're not even getting the target pests. Organophosphate pesticides are one of the most extensively applied insecticides in the fields of agriculture. Approximately 40% of all pesticides produced and used commercially belong to this category, the organophosphate pesticides. Pesticides have been associated with short and long-term effects on human health, including elevated cancer risks and disruption 
of the body's reproductive, immune, endocrine, and nervous systems, as well as malignant melanoma. Hey, you thought melanoma was about sun exposure. Organophosphates play a role in the development of malignant melanoma. Exposure to pesticides predominantly comes from dermal absorption, you know, absorption through your skin, or through ingestion, particularly through food, either on or within fruits and vegetables, or in the tissues of fish and other animals we eat, also through contaminated drinking water or in the air that we breathe. Hey, again, pesticides are associated with cancer risks, disruption of the body's reproductive, immune, endocrine, and nervous systems. Let's go to reproductive for a moment. You know, we have skyrocketing rates of infertility. That's not some kind of coincidence. It has to do with toxic exposure. We have more immune problems, autoimmune problems. This may also have to do with toxic exposures. Endocrine problems. It is said that diabetes is not only caused by the food we eat, but also by the toxicants in the environment, the obesogens. All these toxins, you know, they hang out in our fat tissue. Nervous system disorders. Parkinson's, anyone? ALS, anyone? We're seeing more and more Parkinson's and ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, than ever before. We're also seeing more multiple sclerosis than ever. And again, remember that the exposure to pesticides predominantly come through absorption through the skin. So if you're using those pesticides on your skin and through ingestion, I would say it's a lot more through ingestion, especially oral all year long. I know people are using uh, insecticides on their skin, the DEET, the OFF, all of that kind of stuff. I know we're all worried about ticks and Lyme disease and babesiosis and all those tick-borne uh, illnesses and things like that. Maybe better off just really covering yourself up, tucking your pant legs into your socks and doing all of those other kinds of things when you're taking a walk in, in the woods, when you're practicing Shinrin Yoku, that, that is, that is the forest bathing. Forest bathing. Because we need to be in nature to get well, to feel better. So I would, I would estimate that most of our pesticide exposure is through ingestion. It's on our fruits and vegetables or within them. I remember learning in my food science class as an undergraduate that it's not that the apple orchard is sprayed, that the apples themselves are sprayed on their skin. Those pesticides, herbicides, are sprayed into the soil at the base of the tree. So we are ingesting them simply by eating the apple. It's not enough that you take the skin off. All the more reason that we must all go organic. Organic, go local, knowing your local farmers, their growing methods, 
what they use, what they do. Respiratory pathologies are also related to occupational exposure to pesticides. Think farmers. And these include asthma, COPD, that's chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and lung cancer. One interesting study found associations between agricultural crops and the risk of lung cancer in agricultural workers. Wine growers were at a higher risk of adenocarcinoma. Wow. I know that California wines may be higher in arsenic than wines from other regions of the world. Wine growers were at higher risk of adenocarcinoma. Pea growers were at higher risk of small cell lung cancer. And the risk of squamish cell carcinoma was increased by sunflower growing, fruit tree pruning, and pesticide use on beets. See? All the ways that we are exposed. Now, Here's one a little bit scarier, in my opinion. Neonicotinoid pesticides are members of a relatively new class of chemicals registered in 120 countries for their use on crops like corn, canola, soybeans, and the majority of fruits and vegetables. These are the neo nicotinoid pesticides. In addition to being toxic to birds and mammals, neonicotinoids have been associated with colony collapse disorder in honeybees. Studies suggest that in humans, these neonicotinoids and atrazine as well are effective inducers of aromatase, that's an enzyme, in adrenocortical carcinoma cells. A 2016 study published in Toxicological Sciences for the first time demonstrated in vitro, that means in a test tube, in a lab, that neonicotinoids may stimulate a change in the enzyme aromatase in a manner similar to that observed in patients with a hormone-dependent breast cancer. Think about that. So these neonicotinoid pesticides are sprayed, and they're registered in 120 countries. They're used on canola, soybean, corn, and the majority of fruits and vegetables. You have to go organic. because these are also gender benders and they're changing the way our hormones and enzymes are operating in the body and may be cancer promoters. Organophosphates, the carbon and phosphate containing molecules are the most widely used insecticides and herbicides in the US in all market sectors, agricultural, home and garden, industrial, commercial, and government. And the International Agency for Research on Cancer 
classifies these as probably carcinogenic to humans and, well, actually to all humans, really. And the environmental, the EPA also classifies all of these as possible human carcinogens. They are the most widely used. And increased cancer risk has been associated with several organophosphate insecticides in case-controlled studies in the U.S., Canada, and Italy. In addition to cancer, studies suggest that organophosphates may be tied to a wide variety of other negative health effects, including attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, muscle weakness, and numbness. Those are neurological symptoms, most definitely. So these very ubiquitous insecticides that are used in all facets, agricultural, home and garden, industrial, commercial, everything like that, may be responsible for ADD, ADHD, muscle weakness, muscle numbness. Let's talk about glyphosate. You know glyphosate. It's Roundup. We're talking Monsanto. The use of the herbicide glyphosate began in the 1970s, and the chemical swiftly attained widespread use in modern agriculture, becoming the most commercially successful and widely used herbicide of all time as of the year 2016. Wow. Total worldwide glyphosate use, that's agricultural plus non-agricultural, rose more than 12-fold from about 67 million kilograms in 1995 to, are you sitting down, 826 million kilograms in 2014. So that went from 0.15 to 1.8 billion pounds. I can't wrap my mind around that figure. Levels of glyphosate and its primary metabolite, AMPA, that's aminomethylphosphonic acid, AMPA, have been detected in the air, soil, water, and food. And if they're in the air, you know they're in the rain. They're in the soil, they're in what you're growing in your backyard. They're in the water, we're drinking it, and they're in our food. A number of studies suggest that glyphosate stimulates breast cancer growth via estrogen receptors. A 2018 study published in Food and Chemical Toxicology investigated the effects of glyphosate on estrogen signaling pathway involved in the, in the induction of cholangiocarcinoma cell growth cell cycle, and molecular signaling pathways. The data suggests that glyphosate can induce cell growth in estrogen receptor alpha-positive CCA cells through these signaling pathways. So, toxicants in our environment? Yeah, they equal cancer. A formal review of glyphosate by the EPA and the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry was released in 2019, finding 
some statistically significant links to some cancers like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. More recently, Bayer, the company behind Roundup Weed Killer, which contains glyphosate, settled most of the current and possible future lawsuits brought against by by brought against it by plaintiffs alleging that glyphosate causes cancer. The press reports that non-Hodgkin's lymphoma patients started suing in 2015 when the World Health Organization report suggested glyphosate might cause cancer. Monsanto, the company that developed glyphosate and is now owned by Bayer, has long maintained that Roundup does not cause cancer, citing some studies that suggest glyphosate may be safe. Hmm. Cherry-picking anyone? Was it studies that they funded? Probably. Even so, in July 2021, Bayer said it would remove all glyphosate-based herbicides from the U.S. consumer market by 2023 due to tens of thousands of lawsuits brought by people alleging they developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma from exposure. Why wait till 2023? Why not do it immediately? In addition to glyphosate, malathion, parathion, and dimethoate are known for their endocrine-disrupting potential. These are gender benders. They've been associated with effects on the function of cholinesterase enzymes, a decrease in insulin secretion. There is a cause for diabetes, a decrease in insulin secretion, disruption of normal cellular metabolism of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, genotoxic effects, and effects on mitochondrial function, which can lead to cellular oxidative stress and problems with the nervous system and endocrine systems. We all need to consider reducing our total toxic burden through education, through awareness, through detoxification. You literally have to survey. You have to do an inspection the way a home inspector would do for a home that you're considering buying. You have to become an inspector of everything that you consume, everything you ingest, everything you use on your skin, on your hair, in your eyes, all the foods that you eat, where you get it from, the restaurants you eat at. Are you getting organic there? Are you not? These are things to think about and evaluate in order to begin assessing your toxic load and to decreasing your toxic burden. So this is brought to you by the Institute for for Functional Medicine. They put out some really good studies and summaries of all of these things that we in the integrative and functional medicine world need to be aware of. I want to thank you again for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information.
and to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.